Good morning. My name is Bob Thomas. I'm one of the pastors here at Stony Brook United Methodist Church. On behalf of our associate pastor, the Reverend Jennifer Casey, who is on vacation today, and our senior pastor and preacher of the day, the Reverend David Hoffman, I greet you and welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. Today, through worship, word, and song, we will celebrate the baptism of our Lord and remember our own baptism. I invite you to take just a moment, if you're here in the house with us, to, to take out your connection card and complete the connection card. If you're worshiping online, just follow the link that our online host has just posted in the chat section. So you can, well, it'll let us know that you've joined us. It's also a place for you to include your prayer requests. If there are ways that we can be helpful to you this week, please make a note of that. We'd be honored to be in prayer for you if there are particular concerns in your heart. Just two brief announcements. Uh, there is a new college scholarship fund here at Stony Brook. Stony Brook Endowment includes a college scholarship fund. You may contribute directly to that. It's to help our aspiring folks that are going to college um, in higher education to help them with their expenses. If you have some questions about contributing, uh, Tom Hoffman, who is here today, uh, can give you that information, or you can simply find him information uh, through the church office. The next sermon series starts next week. It's a six-week series entitled Back to the Basics, The Lord's Prayer. Think about this. How has the Lord's Prayer impacted your life? When did you first start praying the Lord's Prayer? That and lots of other in questions and ways of looking at the Lord's Prayer will be the theme for that six-week preaching study. Listen now as our organist Deb Chotkabees plays for us, Come Thou Font of Every Blessing, as we center our hearts for worship this day.
Please stand as we are called to worship. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of God's name. The voice of the Lord is upon the water. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of God is full of majesty. Let us praise the name of the Lord. Praise to Lord the Almighty. Let us sing together. Let us join our hearts together for a time of prayer. Almighty and eternal God, King of creation, we praise your holy name and bow before you in the honor of him who for our sake became one of us, that we might become one with you. Before his coming, O oh God, we most often listened for your voice in the startling sounds of nature and upheaval 
the crack of lightning, the blast of thunder, the roar of the tornado, the rush of the avalanche, the blast of the wildfire, the whip of the hurricane. But now, thanks to Jesus, we have no excuse for being surprised when your voice comes to us in hushed tones, claiming us as your children, directing us to your task, humbling us in our strength, consoling us in our weakness. Thanks to Jesus, we have no excuse for ignoring your affirmation of us at our baptism or for reducing the meaning of baptism to the words of the familiar ritual. Let us never forget, O oh God, that our public acknowledgement of kinship with you must always be matched by the private behaviors of our lives that the outward sign must ever be matched by the inward change in the water washing, that our, over, that our coming to the water of holy sacrament must ever be matched by holy living. We know, O oh Lord, that you do not address us as your beloved children lightly or unadvisedly. You did not greet Jesus as your child because others pinned on him the lofty title Messiah but because Jesus embraced the task of being your servant. And you will not so greet us until we claim his mission as enthusiastically as we claim his name, until the decision to take the name of Jesus with us is joined by the determination to take the love of Jesus along as well. And today we pray for the courage to honor faithfully the Christ whose name we so often take in vain by word, deed, or inaction. When we look seriously at the world around us, we see a sea of faces troubled by a world in fateful transition, faces anxious for some assurance that, that there is meaning in the daily struggle with the COVID pandemic. So many more are falling ill. Bless, heal, protect, and strengthen the stricken, the weak, the vaccinated, and the unvaccinated. Grant us the grace, O God, so to proclaim your message of meaning that the troubled world will be comforted, the anxious consoled. Let us proclaim your message not by echoing a heavenly voice, but by performing earthly deeds, not by gazing at openings in the sky but by seizing opportunities here on the ground, not simply by calling for reliance on the Holy Spirit, but by acting in obedience to the movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives, not simply by inviting divine interventions, but by implementing human intention. Even this day, Bless our current and newly trained Stephen ministers with the compassion to care so you can perform miracles of healing and wholeness. We thank you for the willing lives of your servants and our fellow Stony Brook members who have said yes to the high calling of serving you through our church. Especially we ask you to bless the members of our leadership board as they boldly step into the gap to guide us into this new year with all the opportunities and challenges that await us. This day, help us to remember our baptism in the name of Jesus. And help us to remember that our baptism is effective because of what you have done. 
And we pray, Lord, that you will help us always to remember that you have claimed us as your own. And it is your intention not to let us go. We pray these and all of our prayers in the strong name of Jesus, your beloved Son, our living Lord. And following his instruction, we call you Father and pray together with one voice. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Listen now as the choir sings for us the hauntingly beautiful tune, Come to the Water.
You have reminded us of the invitation, the invitation that is open to all. Thank you for that gift this morning. Our scripture lesson today comes from the third chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 15 through 17 and 21 through 22. I invite us to hear these words. As the people were filled with expectation and were all questioning in their hearts concerning John whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with the unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Friends, this is the word of God for all of God's children. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Thou who art over us, thou who art one of us, thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see thee, a humble heart that we may hear thee, a heart of love that we may serve thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in thee. This is our hope. 
This is our prayer this day. Amen. We often think of separating the wheat and the chaff as sorting out the good people from the bad. We inadvertently see this action parallel to Jesus' judging and separating the sheep from the goats in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus placed the sheep at his right and the goats at his left. And then the consequences of their lives were dealt out. One received blessings, and the other, well, it didn't turn out so well. <laughs> but separating the wheat from the chaff has always been an unsettling image for me. Growing up, I had always wondered which side I belonged, the, either the blessed wheat or the insignificant chaff. It's the first thing that comes to my mind when I read this passage from the Gospel of Luke and, and think of John the Baptist's call for repentance and the consequences for not following his lead. For me, it's the stuff that nightmares are made of. A big, burly, muscular farmer like God throwing people up into the air with a pitchfork and then burning alive the ones who come back down onto the wrong pile. <laughs> it's not a helpful image when trying to understand the mercy and the grace of God. In my earlier years, I remember calling chaff, chafe. <laughs> and that is precisely what this judgmental picture of God does to me. And I desperately tried to find a funny illustration to begin this sermon this morning, but the joke is on me because to chaff also means to use light, idle language by way of fun or ridicule or to banter, so I stopped my pursuit. But for me, this image of Jesus separating the wheat from the chaff, it needs to be reimagined. It needs new life breathed into it. Wheat, we all know, is a, a cereal grain with so many uses and, and so much potential. As the Gospel of John reminds us, right, very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. We can be broken and ground into flour and baked into bread a symbol of the staple of life for us. On the other hand, chaff is an inedible hull or husk that covers and protects the naked grain of wheat. And as the grain matures, the, the chaff becomes dry and brittle and loosens itself from the grain. And eventually the chaff loses its purpose and it falls off or has to be removed. Now, according to my research, there are two techniques for removing the chaff from the wheat. The first technique is called threshing, which use, is, requires the use of a mechanical means to rub off or to peel away the shell from the grain. And the second technique is mentioned in today's text, winnowing which requires throwing the grain up into the air and allowing the wind to, to help separate the chaff from the grain. 
The chaff is of no use and is usually destroyed or used as a soil enhancer. But what if this morning, what if we seek to reimagine what it, what it means to separate the wheat from the chaff? What if, what if it's actually a good thing that leads to a renewed sense of self and, and to a transformation of our identity and even our faith? What if this is a positive process that challenges the messages of division and the lack of acceptance that we experience in our world and helps us better understand our potential as children of God. Think about it for a moment. If we are a grain of wheat, then, then the chance to escape the chaff surrounding us, it, that's great news. In a sense, we have outgrown the chaff And there is now an opportunity to no longer be smothered and shielded from the outside world. And without without chaff, nothing is standing between us and the freedom that we so desperately desire. We're able to break free and leave the past behind. No longer are we burdened by the excess weight of that chaff and all that it is weighing down on us is now gone. Now, these these methods can also be risky and and challenging for us because they they leave us exposed and and vulnerable because we can no longer hide behind the mask of that chaff. The image of one separating the the wheat from the chaff is is easily related to our understanding of baptism as United Methodists. Given... (laughs) John's obsessive preaching about repentance and the way he connects his winnowing with baptism, one aspect of understanding our baptism does include separating the good from the bad, but the good and bad within ourselves. Think about it. The expected Messiah will will take all of the stuff of our lives, toss it up into the air, allowing the wind, God's spirit, to blow away the parts, the parts of us that get in the way of who God has created us to be and become. The valuable parts of ourselves that, that hold our identity and our purpose and our potential, the wheat will be gathered in and then separated. The chaff will be burned. Some of, some of Jesus' first followers, and maybe some of us, would have preferred the traditional understanding of, of wheat and chaff, which includes focusing on others rather than upon ourselves. They would have believed that the wheat to be the, the insiders, the, the chosen people, and the chaff to be the outsiders or the Gentiles And and later in Acts, we see the early church's progress toward becoming more open to the outsiders and those with differences. It's that winnowing wind of God's Spirit at work at Pentecost that lands upon them directly and leads them to that realization. 
Because while we might discriminate based on ethnicity or, or gender or social standing or sexual orientation or any number of other criteria, Pentecost begins with a clarity revealing that the Spirit has no such prejudices. You see, under that chaff, we are all the same. We've been grown on that same stalk of wheat. We are all children of God who are worthy of God's love, God's grace, and God's forgiveness. And as the insiders, as those insiders saw the work of God's Spirit blowing through the lives of the outsiders, they were forced to acknowledge that God was at work. There are two other aspects of our understanding of baptism which stand out in this morning's text from the Gospel of Luke. First, baptism is about identity. As in Mark, the voice from heaven addresses Jesus in the first person. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Baptism teaches us who we are, the children of God, and confers upon us the promise of God's unconditional love and regard. In our time when, when, when so many of the traditional elements that, that define our identity have been diminished, like we change jobs and careers with frequency, most of us have had multiple residences instead of growing up and living in a single community, and fewer families remain intact. Those things that define our identity have been diminished. For many, there's a craving to figure out just who we are. And in response to that craving and that need, baptism reminds us to discover who we are. We discover who we are in relation to whose we are. God's beloved children. We belong to God's family, and baptism is a tangible sign of that. And the second aspect within today's text reminds us that whatever our feelings are about when the best time for baptism may be, all Christian traditions emphasize that this is God's work, not ours. And notice, interestingly, that in Luke's account, John does not even actually baptize Jesus. And in the verses that are omitted for, by the lectionary for today, verses 19 and 20, and you can go back and look for yourself, we learn that John's not even there. He's been imprisoned by Herod. Who then baptized Jesus? The Holy Spirit. And it's that same Spirit who baptizes us. Baptism, then, is, is holy God's work. So we may have, have confidence that no matter how often that we fall short or fail, nothing that we do nor fail to do can remove the identity that God has conveyed to us as a gift. 
That's another reason why we, as United Methodists, do not believe in what some other traditions call rebaptism. You see, God's action in our lives is sufficient. And it's unmistakable, and it doesn't need to be repeated. Our relationship with God is, is one relationship in life that we can't screw up, precisely because we did not establish that relationship. We can neglect this relationship, we can deny it, we can run away from it, we can ignore it, but we can't destroy it. For God loves us too deeply and too completely to let us go. Again, in an age when so many relationships are fragile and worn and stretched to the limits, it is good news that this relationship remains solid, remains intact no matter what. In fact, trusting trusting that this relationship is in God's hands, we are freed to give ourselves wholly and entirely to other vital relationships in our lives. Friends, it is God's gift to us. Baptism is God's gift to us. Thanks be to God. Amen. now time to us to think about our tithes and our offerings because of your faithful and ongoing support of the ministries here at Stony Brook Church. We are pleased to remind you that we have a healthy and striving Stephen ministry that is available for you or someone you know here at Stony Brook or in the community who's experiencing a time of loss or personal stress. This one-to-one, -one, distinctively Christian ministry is built on a foundation of training, personal devotion to Christ, and a servant's heart. Because of your generosity, we have 24 trained Stephen ministers and five Stephen leaders. Thank you for your ongoing support. Remember, you can give your tithes and offerings to Stony Brook by using the baskets at the rear of the sanctuary, by mailing your contributions to the church, or you can give online by going to stonybrook.church forward slash give. Will you stand now as we sing the doxology? Beloved Son of the Father, 
when we are unsure of accomplishing anything as your people, you promise to renew our light as we remember our baptism so that our witness may be seen and felt by the world. Receive and bless our tithes and offerings and all our talents of hand and heart and voice to spread the good news of your love and peace. Amen and amen. As we turn into the new year, it is right for us to recognize um, the leadership board. So I invite the leadership board to come forward at this time. And as they are coming forward, I just want to take a moment of privilege to thank uh, Phil Warner for his leadership over, over these past years. Nancy Mangini, who will also be uh, retiring from the board, and Christy DeVries, uh, who will also be retiring. So thank you very much for your service, and, and Phil, um, in honor of your service, uh, the staff and, and leadership board and congregation are honoring you with a gift uh, to the newly created College Scholarship Fund and the Endowment Committee. So thank you for your service. Thank you. It's my privilege and pleasure to introduce to you our new leadership board chair, Jennifer Hemingway. She will introduce the rest of the leadership board. Thank you, Pastor David, and good morning, Stony Brook. We are your 2022 leadership board. Our job is to carry out the mission of Stony Brook, which is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, and we so look forward to doing that in the coming year. We are the official governing body of the church. Uh, there are 12 of us who do that along with our pastors. Uh, we rotate four people each three-year terms. And so I'd like to start by introducing our newest members, the class of 2024. First, we have Andy Dobbenmeyer, who we'd actually like to welcome back. He has previously served on the leadership board. Uh, he will be serving us as an at-large member. Jim Jones, he will be serving as our missions liaison. Sandy Warner who is our SPRC chair, and we thank Sandy for taking on that role. And serving her second term on the leadership board is Lori Motzer, who serves as our youth liaison. For the class of 2023, we have Tom Hoffman, who is also vice chair of the leadership board and chairs our finance committee. We have Mark Donnelly, who is in his second term as an at-large member. Pam Evans is actually in her first term uh, as an at-large member. She is taking over the seat that was previously held by Jason Sheldon, who is now our youth director. And we also have David Kirsch, who is in his first term as an at-large member on the board. Finally, the class of 2022 is Jessica Hall, who serves as our children and family liaison. Roger Tedrick, who is in his first term as an at-large member. Not with us today, though, is Gabe Subasak, who is in Oregon celebrating the marriage of his daughter, and he is our trustee chair. And I'd also like to acknowledge Bill Barter, who is our lay leader. Um, we are here for any concerns you may have. Uh, you can talk to any of us at any time, or you can always shoot me an email at leadershipboard at stonybrook.church. Uh, we look forward to serving you this year, and remember, love God, love others, and serve the world. Thank you. There are flyers, um, booklets put together at the Connect Center with biographical information. It talks all about um, our leadership board and their backgrounds. I invite that to your attention. I invite the uh, Stephen Leaders Board uh, who will be commissioned and the Stephen Leaders who are currently serving.
you have completed your initial 50 hours of training here at Stony Brook or have come to us trained by another Stephen Ministry congregation and are now equipped to serve as Stephen ministers here at Stony Brook Church. Listen now to the words we find in Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for humans, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the, from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. My friends, each of you has been comforted by God with the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection for you. Therefore, we ask you now to join in serving our Lord and those in our congregation and neighborhood who need to be comforted. We ask you to strive to be responsive to the needs of others, to be a friend to those who are burdened under the stress of daily life, to be a patient listener in a hurried world, to heal divisions wherever you find them, and to strive to help make people whole. As the Spirit of Christ has given you gifts for service, we ask you to use your skills and talents to help the people whom you serve and pray for them. So I ask you now, are you prepared to nurture the skills you have learned and to use them in service to others? to support, encourage, build up, and comfort people in all their needs. If so, say, yes, with the help of God. Yes, with the help of God. Now we ask you, members of Stony Brook Church, to open your hearts to the ministry of all our Stephen ministers and to pray for them that they may be effective servants of Christ. Are you prepared to meet this request? If so, answer, yes, with the help of God. Yes, with the help of God. We also ask you to accept their ministry when you need help to allow these individuals to work with you as you face struggles in your life that you might receive support and help from your Christian brothers and sisters. If you're prepared to meet this request, answer yes, with the help of God. Yes, with the help of God. Are you prepared to serve as Stephen ministers here at Stony Brook United Methodist Church? If so, answer yes, with the help of God. Yes, with the help of God. Receive this blessing. May the Lord Jesus Christ, who has graciously called you his disciple, now strengthen you by his spirit for your ministry in and to his world. Because you have faithfully promised to serve the Lord Jesus and his people as Stephen ministers, I commend you now to the care and guidance of the Holy Spirit as you in turn care for others. Work hard. Use the skills you have learned, releasing the talents and the Spirit of God, that, that, the talents that the Spirit of God has given you, so that you might be a blessing to the people that you meet and care for. Continue to study. Reflect upon the situations that you encounter. Pray for the people whose lives you are privileged to share. And be free to share your own personal frustrations and needs with your fellow Stephen ministers so that you might receive the same kind of care and love that you offer to others. Act boldly and without fear, for Christ is with you. And may the God of peace sanctify you wholly, and may your spirits, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Oh God, we ask you to take our sisters, Dee, Karen, Nora, Tricia, Kim, Laura, Sharon, and Amy, and our brothers, Gary, Eric, Russell, and Dan, into your care. You have blessed them with particular gifts and talents and have provided them with an opportunity to learn more about helping people. May they serve you with the power of the Holy Spirit. May they be quick to serve, patient and listening, willing to share themselves with people. Give to us thankful hearts for them and show them in times of stress and satisfaction a special measure of your mercy and your joy. Keep them strong in the faith you have given them for the sake of Jesus Christ, who cares for all of us in every way forever. Amen. Amen. Go now in peace and love to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us welcome them. singing of our last hymn today, we're invited to reaffirm the covenant that, is made, that was made at our baptism, to remember our baptisms. You're invited to come forward and extend your hands, and water will be symbolically sprinkled on your hands from an evergreen branch that has been dipped in the water. This action is not to be understood as baptism, and if you, for those who have not yet been baptized, you're invited to contact the church office so that proper preparation can be made. Let us pray. Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and you brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. And after the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your Holy Spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit and by this gift of water, Call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptism, for you have washed away our sins, and you clothe us with righteousness throughout our lives, that dying and rising with Christ, we too may share in his final victory. Amen. You're invited as, to come forward as you are led to remember your baptism.
baptism. Friends, and now may the love and grace of God, which surpasses our understanding and even our imagination, keep us in love with God and his Son, Jesus Christ. May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be among us this day and remain with us forever. Amen.